Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Uptime Community. We are so glad that you can join us live today. And uh, today's date is August 2nd in the year of our Lord, 2022. I'm Greg Messina. And if you are new here, we are a community of believers that are actively studying the Holy Bible and looking forward to that glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, the Anointed One, the Messiah. We want to make this an interactive forum, so we do welcome your questions and your comments. And I would like to open up with our uptime panel. And tonight we bring back uh, Brother Kevin Hookman, and we have Brother Dustin from Busy Forever the Lord channel, and we bring back Brother Bob Barber and Brother Bob Hagen. Gentlemen, welcome back. Verse of the day today, James one twenty-two. But ye be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Very nice. Okay. Very well, true. At least I got back on here. How are you guys doing? I've missed you guys the last couple of weeks. <laughs> I, even, you, Bob. I, even missed, I even missed Halkman. Oh, boy. <laughs> that, that, that must take a lot. I mean, <laughs> you must have, really been, must have really been down to do that. I mean, I'm glad you're back. Never stop praying for you, brother. You know that. Oh, Me too. So that, They'll finally come around and and and, and be cordial to you. yeah that that sounds like a good plan. How are you? <laughs> How are all you guys doing tonight? Very good. Really good. Yeah, good. Yeah, feeling good today. It was uh, it's good. Day Washington, for me. Washington's ahead one to nothing at the end of five. Oh, thank thank you, Bob. Appreciate that. We're going to get uh, updates throughout the night of how uh, how the Mets are doing. But uh, anyway, yeah. Now listen, we're we're going to make this we're going to make this all about Jesus tonight. Obviously, right. uh, I know that some of you are missing your games and missing a number of different things that you know. And hey, listen, we appreciate you. We appreciate you coming on and listening to us. And uh, you know, who are we? Right? We're we're no one. We're we're nobodies. We're here for the Lord. We're here to encourage you to lift lift up the body and, and pray for you. Uh, you know, this is something the Lord wants all of us to do. But, you know, really what we're here for, you know, we're here for you. Uh, we're here for God. And we're doing this because um, we feel inspired to do it. Right. Not because like Brother Bob Hagen says, you know, for fame or for any type of stuff like that. I and mean, we're definitely not doing it for fortune. That's for sure. Uh, but yep, it, it's uh, it has been a good week for me. I want to know how your weeks have been as well. Um, let's start with Kevin. Kevin, how was your week personally? Yeah, personally, it was good. I mean, you know, work is uh, is very busy um, all the time for me, so that that that's good. It keeps keeps me rolling. Um, and then when I get off work, I uh, I I start watching things, um, start looking at uh, what's going on in Israel and so forth. And that's how pretty much I keep my days. And uh, there's plenty to watch, so I never get bored. And, um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's been an exciting exciting year so far watching um, stuff. So that's really kind of what, not just my hobby, but it's more of just my lifestyle of, of you know working to pay the bills so that I can pay for the internet and stuff like that so that I can watch stuff. <laughs> so yeah, and then of course yesterday I actually was um, in the afternoon. I was a little bit tired, a little bit down. Um, you know, it was kind of a longer day at work, and then uh, 
And I was like, man, just one more day to go until uptime. It seems like it's like the sixth day. Uh, I'm, I'm just, you know, seventh day. I'm just like, oh, man, I got to I got to get there um, because this this like I said this before, this, this revitalizes me, you know, talk with with people who are like minded in the same body. And, um, you know, I don't have that a lot during the week. So I really look forward to these Tuesday nights. And I think a lot of people do as well, um, you know, in the chat that they go through their week and then they're, they're like, man, when's Tuesday going to get here, you know, because th- this time is, uh, is really important because we're able to, to just talk about the Lord, talk about what's going on. And, you know, it's, it's very difficult to do that during the day. Um, you know, especially at work or something like that. You just, you're working and you're, you're not really talking about this, but uh, when we come on here and do this for two hours, these two hours go by so fast every week. They go by so fast every week, Greg, that we stay afterwards, like for <clears throat> half an hour to an hour sometimes <clears throat> and talk about the things that we didn't talk about <laughs> for two hours. And right. yeah. it's just, it's just, it's just really, really exciting time to be to be alive, and I, I I'm very grateful that the Lord has, has has chosen me and chosen us to to be able just to share with people and have them share with us on the chat. I think it's just a blessing, Greg. Yeah, I agree, and uh, you know we think sometimes of that. Uh, uh, let's see, the uh, Hebrews ten twenty five, right? Not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together uh, as the matter of some more. Right? But uh, yeah, all the more. Let's keep keep at this and and keep it up. I mean, there's some days where I, you know, I get tired and I, you know, I say, well, uh, don't, you know, I, I have, we have to do a we have to do an episode of uptime. And you know what? That's sometimes the enemy. It's sometimes our flesh. But then when we get to, into it and and we really get down to it, you know, it's really edifying and builds me up. And sometimes I have a hard time going back to sleep real you know quick because i feel energized and and just ready to just get into prayer and and that's a good thing so yeah yeah dustin how's how's your week oh my week's been going really good um the lord's been showing me a lot of things in scripture and seeking his face it just seems like i'm going either going into a trial going through a trial or coming out of a trial just to go right back into another trial (laughs) um Many of you are aware that, you know, spiritual warfare is really ramped up and getting a lot of, you know, attacks sometimes in my dreams. But it wakes me up in the middle of the night, makes me refocus on the Lord and spend time in prayer. Um, the Lord gave me a scripture today in the first Timothy chapter six, verse 17, which says, command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty nor to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. And I'm reading out of a new King James version, by the way, for those uh, KJV only guys. Sorry. Uh, Verse 18, let them do good that they may be rich in good works, ready to give, willing to share, storing up for themselves a good foundation for the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. So, you know, I just try to follow that example every day, knowing that one day is closer to the rapture, that I'm storing up treasure in heaven, and just trying to have a heap full of treasure in heaven when I get there. So I'm doing my best uh, that I can. Amen. 
Uh, Greg, I think you're mute. Yes, I am on mute. There you are. <laughs> okay. Thank you. I'm doing really good. I'm glad to see Bob Hagen's back. Finally, we got someone who can carry some weight around here, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's and right. his mic is off, too. <laughs> hey, you on, you on, Bob? Bye. Good to see you, bro. How are you feeling? Yeah. I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Good. You know, going through a couple of things, but I'm still kicking. I'm not kicking field goals, but I'm still kicking. Amen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we <clears throat> keep getting this flum in my throat. Yeah, but um, uh, one one verse that uh, comes to my mind right now is uh is uh Romans two, uh, no Romans uh eight twenty eight, and we know that all things work together for the good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. Okay, and all the problems and issues that we have going on right now, and trust me, we have some hairline issues that we went through just today. Close the land in Taiwan, you know, against uh, <clears throat> Chinese the the the, uh, the nation of China's wishes. That was close. Uh, that could that really could have been the beginning of World War Three. So I was watching that today. It's amazing she still went in there regardless. And, um, you know, there are so many things are happening right now. I'm trying to keep up with the work that's, you know, everything that's coming through right now. And you get to this point where you don't even know what to watch anymore. You know, you don't even know what to watch. You know, you really, you got to pass over a lot of stories now. Cause like, you know, that's not really that important. You know, like, um, a lot of things I try to avoid now. Everybody's watching right now. We're watching for the end times. One thing, if you want to start sifting through all the videos, start, you know, people, when people say this and this to each other, like the politicians arguing, just skip over that. It's all worthless. Okay, most of them are garbage. All right, they 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 put that they put up that dog and pony show, you know. But in the end, they're all you know they're all in bed together, you know, for the most part. Most of it's theater anyway, Bob. Yeah, so it's kind of pointless to even before that stuff was kind of neat to watch, but not anymore. I like to watch uh, what's going on in Israel. Okay, that's a big that's a big uh, time that's a big uh, indicator right now, and and like, and like I said, I was watching for when Pelosi was going to try to land in Taiwan. Okay, and I think I heard some people mention about how a war would begin in Taiwan that's tied to the rapture. I'm not sure if there's somebody in our chat or somebody in our audience that had a dream about that. If you are in there somewhere, please make that comment right now. But um, you know, my week's been going really good though. Um, <clears throat> one thing I'm working on right now is a uh, is a Chronicles of the Rapture. I'm doing an updated version of it now. So I always play those. I always do go, go into those uh, uh, Rapture stories going into the Feast of Trumpets and through the Fall Feast Day. So really looking forward to posting those. Got a lot of new content in there. But Ben, outside of all the crap that's happening out there, everybody, been a really <laughs> good week. <laughs> and I'm glad to have you back, Bob. <laughs> Love it. Outside of all the crap that's going on, that was, <laughs> well, um, it is good to be back. Uh, I, you know, I've, I've actually, I've actually gotten a couple of um, of emails from uh, some folks that have have watched the different programs that you know the couple of teachings I've done over the last year or so, and uh, you know, not that. Not to wave a banner for what I do, but 
they were blessed by what they heard the last teaching I did. And, and uh, I'm sure they, I'm sure they're gleaning a lot of uh, right on good information from you and, and Dustin and, and Kevin and, and Greg. And, and I'm just, um, you know, I'm just glad that I'm still able to get on here. Um, I'll tell you one thing, the enemy fights like, you know what, to keep us from coming on every week. You know, you try to convince you that it's not really that important what you're doing. But um, the word still says the angels of heaven rejoice at the saving of one sinner. And uh, if we can do just one thing tonight, if we can reach one person with the truth and have their life turn from darkness to the light, we've done our job. You know, we're not, we're not saved by works, but... The things that come out of our mouths need to be done for, you know, the unity of the body and the bond of peace. And like Kev was saying, you know, we're, you know, I look forward to it too. It's, it's, um, it, it's an important time that we're living in and we're, a lot of people are wondering why we're still here. Well, while, while we're still here, our lives can still mean something. Um, each of us have gifts that are, you know, we have different strengths, and but we all need each other. And, uh, you know, we, it's, it's, uh, it's good to be around around my brothers again tonight that, um, that love the Lord and, and uh, want to see people come to the knowledge of the truth. You know, I mean, there's not, if somebody would have told me back in 1968 that I would be on a program talking about Jesus Christ, I would have said, there's no possible way that's ever going to happen. But by the, through the grace of God, um, here I am. You know, it's not by, I was just Amen. thinking about the testimony the other day. And, and uh, you know, it says he gives his angels charge over, over the ones that are going to have the inheritance. He must have had a, must have had angels doing shift work with me <laughs> because some of the things I did, I, I got no, and I, I'm, I know it because the Lord will show me stuff at times, how close I came to buying the farm and with my mind and with my body. So uh, without taking up all the time tonight, I'm, I'm, I'm real grateful and thankful to be here again with you guys tonight well maybe you should have gotten that farm there bob so uh bill, bill gates wouldn't have gotten his hands on gates. it <laughs> Guy to bring up gates gates makes a presence no oh man yeah <laughs> only uh 18 minutes in gates comes yeah. gates in his kevin, farm gates in his farmland yeah kevin I, I wanted to ask you a question about something that has it really doesn't have anything to do with uh, what, what we're going to be talking about. But as far as your job goes, um, you're you're into uh, you design and you're, you're pretty much a designer of these games, right? You're a uh, um, producer. Producer. Okay. Slightly now different that, than designer. Yeah, yeah, that must be. I mean, you must have to know an incredible amount about all these different things that you're doing. I mean, you got to read, 
No, I'm not trying to put you on a spot and embarrass you, but I'm just saying it's, you know, you're not a, you're a pretty sharp guy to be able to do that. I'm impressed. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, I've been doing it for a long time. That helps. Uh, being a jack of kind of all trades it really helps as well. I know a little bit. Uh, I know enough to be dangerous about a lot of different things. And uh, it helps because uh, uh, what does a producer do? That's a question. So a producer is uh, think of them like the, 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 the team leader and the, and the product owner so that, uh, you know, basically you have people that, are called shareholders that basically they don't, I mean, it's not like stocks, but I mean, shareholders mean they have a stake in the game. They, they may be C the C level employees of the company manager, you know, the president CEOs, so forth. You may even have investors that are investing in to make the game. Uh, you may have uh, IP holders. Like if you're licensing some kind of IP, so everybody's got a little a little stake in the game there, right? So as the producer, you basically have to take that information and say, okay, this is what they want. And then you're kind of the conduit between that and everybody who makes it. And you talk to the team and you figure out how we're going to be able to achieve what they want. And, uh, and I oversee that. So it's, yeah, you got you got to be able to talk in, 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 in the language of programming in the language of art, in the language of sales, in the language of marketing, because the, they don't necessarily talk the same. They don't use the same words. They don't have the same uh, feelings about things. They don't. They certainly don't have the same goals sometimes in mind. So you, they sometimes when they try to communicate with each other, it's difficult because <laughs> they don't speak the same language. So uh, as a conduit, uh, everything basically funnels through me. You can think of me as a hub. And then all these spokes go out into the wheel. And uh, yeah, but it's, uh, I've been doing it for a long time. So it's, 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 it's really exciting because I like the job because there's always something new every day. And, I, and I'm never bored with that kind of thing. And, there, and there's always innovation that's going on as well. I mean, when I first started, we were making games on the Nintendo 64 and the PlayStation original oh, and Game Boy uh, Color even so i mean it was and now i did augmented reality and virtual reality and i mean so it's 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 amazing to to actually see how things progress but uh yeah it's a fun it's it's a fun thing to do i've always i always wanted to do it before i did that i worked at uh in the administrative office of enterprise rent-a-car in los angeles and i was the um i was the youngest supervisor in the company at the time i was pretty young um I was like 23, 24. And uh, it was, uh, it was, in, it, that was interesting, but I had to wear a tie and a long sleeve shirt every single day. And so, uh, you know, I didn't really like that part of it. And, uh, you know, I kind of wanted to, to do something fun. And so I've been, I've been really blessed. The Lord's given me great opportunities. I was able to work on the left behind games. And I mentioned that a couple of times that those games were a disaster. I mean, when I came into that company, I'm telling you, if if they would have released what they had, it would have, it would have been, it would have been all over the news. I mean, just like you know, I mean, sure they they still lied about it, but I mean, th they wouldn't have had to lie about it. I mean, they would have said this game promotes killing, and it and it would have. And so, yeah. the Lord really kind of pushed put me in in neat places at the right time. So, 
yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's an exciting career to have. Um, I've actually stayed away, Bob. I've, I've been able to stay away my whole life, really, from, like, dark games. Um, because yeah, the, the, the video game industry really started moving into, like, dark, evil stuff right around the time I actually started getting into it, uh, in, into my career in the late 90s. And um, and now, 20-some-odd years later, it's like these games that come out are, are just – some of them are just pure evil. I mean, sure. demonic. And the, the nice thing about what I've been able to work on is I've been able to stay away from those things. And, God, and God's pushed me into companies and into games that and experiences and stuff like that that are actually more uplifting. I mean, uh, I was That's able awesome. to work on some augmented reality stuff on gout of all things. <laughs> so, I mean, we were trying to help people understand disease and stuff like that. So, you know, it's, it's, I've been very fortunate. Yeah. Well, that's what the, you know, that's what the Lord had in store for you. Um, I, I can remember back in, I just date myself, but back in uh, 73 in San Francisco, I had a chance to meet the guy that, uh, I think it was Dungeons and Dragons that he had designed. The guy that did, that put that game together. And uh, uh, he became a believer. I, I don't know what is happening. Oh, really? I don't awesome. know what's happened oh, to him great. since then. But, uh, you know, just being in that, and I didn't mean to put you on the spot with that question. I'm just curious because I think that that's how the Lord has given you the ability to handle different things and to, you know, it's just like you and Bob are, you know, thinkers and doers, and, and you, you know, you guys are systematic. Me, I'm kind of the helter skelter guy of the group. You know, maybe not. I don't know, like the term helter skelter, but that's pretty much how I describe myself. Sometimes when I'll sit down to do a teaching, I'll I'll just have a bunch of a jumbled thoughts, and then all of a sudden we'll start to come together. And as soon as you, you know, after you pray and you recognize who's who is the one that is getting the praise and the glory? Then things start to fall into place. I'm sure Dustin can relate to that because if we try to if we try to do this to build to make something of ourselves, when the Word of God already says that we're heirs of God, join heirs of Christ Jesus, I don't need any more than that. You know, I don't need somebody patting me on the back because I've given them something. Uh, tonight. I mean, it's by the grace of God, but it's, it's, he's taken our, all of our lives and he's put him, he's taken them in different directions. And it's interesting to hear you say that because just the fact you're dealing with so many variables, you can, once you get in here, you can say, you can look at it and go, you know, from a spiritual perspective, you can look at it and you can say, well, I got to stay away from this particular game or situation because it's, it's dark. And, you know, the Lord gives you that real, real quick because you've been doing it a long time. It's not like you get into it and you go, oh, <laughs> well, let me give you let me give you an example. I was working at the game show network in San Francisco um, back 10 years ago, actually, to to this period of time. And it was pretty much like a, about this time uh, or even about a month later. So 10 years ago that they asked me to lie about something and they. Uh, they, they they said um, my manager came and asked me to lie about something and said, mm. uh, you know, to tell everybody that we can do this game in this period of time. And 
And I said, well, we very well know we cannot do that. We'll just say it anyway. And, um, and I didn't, and it cost me my job. Wow. And, um, uh, you know, I, I just simply will not compromise uh, mm-hmm. ethics um, for a job. I will not compromise my, um, my, my, my personal work ethic and, and my name. I won't do it no matter what, no matter who tells me what, no matter under what threat. And it did. It cost me my job and I had to move back to Los Angeles, but then I got a better job. <laughs> and the Lord gave it to me like within 12 days of moving back. Wow. So, you know, I mean, the Lord is good. If you, if you continue to, to, to uphold the principles mm-hmm. that he says to do, he's going to take care of you. And you, you can't be afraid of that. And I think the, the thing that I get out of the most, um, Robert, every day when I, when I'm off work, I know that ethically I have, I have helped the company stay on the straight and narrow. And right now in the company that I'm at, there, there are repercussions for like having rules and, you know, files and things like that, that are, you know, if you have, they're non-compliant, if you're lying about something, uh, you can get the company in a lot of trouble. And I'm pretty much the gatekeeper for those things. And uh, I go home, you know, every night. Well, I actually work from home. <laughs> I stay home every night and I, and I go, you know what? Today was another day where, uh, you know, I made a difference and made sure that, that, that the players are getting treated fairly um, who are playing games. And, uh, you know, I mean, there, there are people out there in this industry that will bend rules. They'll make, they'll tell you to lie. They will um, attempt to uh, to steal money from people, um, but uh, I'm telling you, God's put me in a spot right now where none of that can get through. Uh, that no matter what happens, I'm there and I I see everything. And you know, I just uh, I just thank Him every day for for giving me this opportunity and and having you know 25 years, almost 25 years of experience now producing games. Um, I've learned a lot and I've, and I'm a different person because of it. Uh, you, you should have seen me 25 years ago. I was, I was just not, I had way less self-control. I mean, I mean, I just, Oh, come on. Seriously, <laughs> no. I mean, believe it or not, I did. And um, I mean, I have a lot more self-control th- these days than I do before. I, I used to get riled up on a lot of different things, but now, I kind of just let it let things you know go, and I'm I'm more of the the you know the leader and the guy who's kind of like an even keel type thing, and it's and I don't have the ups and downs that I used to do, and because um, I've been there before, and you know the Lord's kind of just really matured me, and He's given me this career in order to help me do that. So, you know, it's part of the learning the gifts of the Spirit over the years. It's, so I say it's part of the sanctification process and God will use every part of your life in order to be able to do that. If you're willing to, uh, you know, to listen to him and, and to, to follow in his ways. I think Amen. it's, kind, I think it's kind of important sometimes to, to, uh, um, for the people out there to get to, maybe to get to know us a little bit more than just coming on here every week. And, and, uh, you know, like, I don't really, I don't really know that much about Dustin, you know, I'm learning more about him, but uh, I know he's a, a talented and gifted brother. And, and uh, what about you, brother? What's what's the Lord been doing in your life lately? You talking to me? 
Yes, sir. I don't see anybody else. You talking to me? I'm talking to you, brother. (laughs) No, it was interesting because my wife had found a left-behind video game that I was gifted to uh, by her parents when we were dating. And little did I know that Kevin was a producer of that game. You want to know, I never played that game once. I saw the picture of Kirk Cameron. I'm like, this is probably the cheesiest video game I've ever seen in my life. I played it. I got this image of the Simpsons where they were uh, Ned Flanders kids were rolling around shooting people, turning them into Bible thumpers. (laughs) No, this game, this game, those games, those games were hard. (laughs) I made them very difficult. To, to, to win. Uh, they, they were, I, I forgot to bring it. Dude, I have it in my kitchen. I was going to go grab it and like, put it up and show you guys. To, just because <laughs> I remember I'm oh, still shit. on Gab, but I haven't been on Gab for like uh, six months. And I remember seeing Kevin. I'm like, wait a minute. Kevin, that's that dude that's on Uptime. He runs this <laughs> Rapture channel on Gab that I, that I was like spamming to get my yeah. channel out there because I, I was just starting my channel out. I'm like, well, Gab, you can pretty much say whatever you want. Yeah. And so, you know, I was using Gab and Rumble and Bitchute. And then Kevin would, I don't think, I don't ever see Kevin on his own chan- on his own page on Gab. <laughs> yeah, no. I just, I, I, set, I set that channel up and then a whole bunch of people came to it. And I was just like, okay, talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's some good posts. Dude, there's some good posts. If you guys are. Really? I. <laughs> Go out well, there good. and check it out. There's some good Hey, well, I noticed there wasn't any Rapture channel out there on Gab, so I decided to make one. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't. Well, getting back to uh, what Greg said, you know, I'm an average guy. You know, I I grew up on a dairy farm in Wisconsin, you know, and uh, grew up Catholic, as a lot of people in Wisconsin and the Midwest do. They grew up Catholic or Lutheran. And now he, I'm here down in the South where there's a Baptist and a Church of Christ on every corner. And the gospel is preached all over. But you have something called uh, cultural Christianity where everybody's hmm. familiar with the gospel. Everybody, oh, yeah, Jesus is good. Jesus is good, which kind of lulls people to sleep. So I go from one extreme, a complete liberal, godless city in Madison, Wisconsin, to, uh, hey, everybody's a Christian. Let's all get a, you know, Tennessee lifestyle. And it's just a total culture shock, right? Because I'm so used to having to defend my faith against New Agers and, and, um, communist, you know, all that stuff, you know? So it's, it's, it's been good though. I, I pretty much work from home now too, obviously doing busy for the Lord, but, uh, God is good, right? Amen. You know what's interesting? I saw, I saw a, um, a video this week that said only 2% of Christians who, who call themselves Christians are spiritually mature. Mm. Yep. Yep. One in 50, 2%. I, I felt like that number is so super low, but when I, when you consider it though, uh, when they're, when they consider what spiritually mature is, it are, are basically what, what we talk about every week is that we understand uh, you know, we can rightly divide. We understand the word. We understand what the parables mean. We understand what the end times are about as much as we possibly can for for because we still see through the, uh, you know, uh, the, the lens darkly. Um, but, you know, we but but there are, are so many Christians that, you know, just don't 
have never even read the word. You know, they, they don't, they, they don't, they, they understand that they're sinners. They understand that there's a savior. They've heard the stories about Jesus and they're like, that's, that's the, that's the best one that I've heard so far. So I'm going to choose that. They're saved. Great. But do they really understand, like, have they read any of Paul's letters? Have they, have they really tried to understand what the, uh, you know, what the life of a, of a Christian should be? Uh, mm-hmm. Do they understand the difference between being saved and, and inheriting the kingdom? Do they understand like what time, the time that we're in and, and that, uh, what the beginning of sorrows are and things like that? Do they understand what the parables mean when, when Jesus talked about them? Do they understand who the audience is sometimes when he speaks? Uh, so the, all those things, I think, go into the Christian maturity. And so 2% actually seems probably right, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, I had, a, I had a, um, an example like that. A friend of mine uh, came over to our house to visit my family and a couple of friends of ours from our old church, you know. And it wasn't a Catholic church that I went to. I, I was a Catholic for a while, but then I went to a non-denominational church where they blatantly taught about the rapture and everything, Okay. But even still, people that are in that church still don't, you know, they still don't grasp it because uh, my friend that was over here and I was telling her about the Shemitah, I was telling her about everything that we talk about, the rapture, resurrection, and how we're going into that seven-year period next month and all the other alignments. And the entire time I talked to her, guys, no exaggeration, she's a liberal, though, by the way, it's kind of funny, but... The entire time I was talking to her, this is what she was saying, doing to me. Why is the phone up? Yeah, uh huh. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, uh huh. She did that the entire time I was talking to her. So obviously, yeah, I, I believe that's totally the case, only 2%. Mm. You know, it's a very low, low number. You know, I'm sitting there like, man, I, I dropped some gems on you. I'm figuring <laughs> that you should be, you should be yeah. like, are you serious? <laughs> wow, that's a. Oh my! Oh my! I mean, that's uh, that that only means we got like a month or two left. You know, no reaction. Just uh huh. Yeah. You know, and then she goes into something about she wasn't even paying attention, didn't care. You know, so that's it, it, even that's and disappointing. She, and I think she's above the the knowledge of a Catholic. Okay, because I've seen her be pretty spiritual, you know, in the Lord, but. That just goes to show you. I, yeah, I really do think that there's, a, there's only going to be a small percentage of believers are actually removed. Yeah. Because a bunch of them need to be wiped out and end up underneath the altar. Yeah. During the tribulation. Okay. Yeah. Well, we talked about the rapture being a wake up call for, for a bunch of people. But, um, you know, it, when you, it's, you probably were just like, Bob, you're probably just like, yeah, I can't believe that she's having this reaction to all these things. And it's like, be, but you have to remember, like, her mindset is that Jesus may be coming back in 100 years or 200 years. You know, it's like there's no sense of urgency whatsoever right. in her mind. So when you're talking like that, she's seeing a guy on the side of the road with a, you know, with a sign that says the end is here. Right. Yeah. And she's yeah. like, I, I ignore those people. And, right. And another mess up thing about her, too, is uh, she's pretty young. I mean, she's probably in the mid 30s. OK. Right. But uh, she's uh, she's having all these heart issues now and all these issues, a lot of heart issues right now and problem with her leg and uh, stuff is happening. All different things are happening with her and she's so young and she's been going to the doctor and everything checked out and say, your heart's normal, blood pressure's normal, everything's normal. 
but for some reason you're having issues with your circulatory system and your heart. Well, come to find out, last year she took the shot to the arm Uh-oh. twice. So yeah. now she's having issues now. You know, mm. so and that's uh, I see a lot of that starting to a lot of that starting to pick up as well. But that uh, article you sent us, Bob was was pretty pretty uh, interesting. I mean the the fact that school's about re- school's about ready to like start in full swing in about what three four weeks five weeks at the most for most places and um you know v- vigorous athletics start pretty much in august um prepping for a lot of football obviously um uh track and field is usually i think in the in the in the fall as well so uh, sometimes it's in the spring but uh I mean, still, there's there's like sports that are going to start up. The question is, is like, how you know, how many are we going to see that have um, you know mainly heart problems from this? And I, I pray, pray that it's not going to happen. But uh, you know, it, I think Bob, from what you what you sent us, it already has started. Right, and it's not just that. If uh, if you guys hear about what's going on in Australia, they have uh, what's called uh, the foot to mouth virus starting to spread there Mm -hmm. so what the government decided to do is they decided to halt all production of meat and dairy products right can you imagine that no more milk no more cheese they're getting rid of everything and like you know that we we know why it's all engineered we know why we know why that's happening and of course you have uh the the monkey disease (laughs) you know they're starting to spread that as well right and you know the, the funny thing is is that uh it's been around for like two decades. Sure. That's been around for two decades, but now the globalists are, are drumming up fear about it. Yeah. yeah. And they've already had, I think they already had the, uh, the shots for it. You know? Yeah. But, but, they, yeah. but Bob, they won't talk about like who's most susceptible to it. You notice that they've started to, well, I mean, j- just barely, but I mean, they, but they're, they've tried this, this uh, overarching campaign to spread fear, like anybody can get it, but mm-hmm. that's not necessarily true. And so uh, I, I just think they're just not being upfront about it, um, which shouldn't really surprise anybody. But I mean, this mm-hmm. foot and mouth disease, I mean, I would say that pretty much every Democrat's got a foot in their mouth disease here in the United States already. So uh, it's already come here in one shape or another, <laughs> but I Imagine Bob, like if they shut down all dairy and meat production in the United States. Oh yeah, well it's, it's a coordinated effort to destroy all the farms, replace all the meat, and basically usher in a global starvation. You know, and that and it, you know that just and it's the craziest things we're watching now, and no one's doing anything to stop it. You know, with, they got this uh, thing now, uh, Klaus Schwab, and wants everybody to start sharing cars now. I mean, really. Start sharing the car. Start sharing your cars now. You know, everybody gets you get 10, 10, 15 families in one home. You know, <laughs> yeah, I saw you guys that. Seen that legislation. The Democrats, I don't, I, they, they tried to push it through, but the Republicans voted it down. Right. But uh, basically, according to um, according to that that bill, for every thousand square feet you have in your home, you could take in three people. Right. Oh, boy. For every thousand square feet, and they'll and the government will make you take those three people. So yeah. if you have three thousand square feet, you're going to have nine people living with you. They're going to show up to your house, 
here, take them. They're all they're all males. They all look like they're soldiers. Don't matter. Take them. <laughs> like I have daughters. I don't care. Take them. Yeah, you know? no, I did see that article about Crazy. not owning private vehicles. Um, they they definitely want to get rid of private vehicle ownership uh, and have like a, a communal car thing where you know it's everybody always carpools. You don't actually own the car. No one actually. Well, of course. The, the ultra rich, the elites, they can own cars, jets, and so forth, and they can also like spew out carbon emissions out of their jets, which actually, to me, I, I mean, the, the, the CO two that they're emitting is doing nothing. It's it's mm-hmm. it's that's not affecting anything in this planet. But but since they think they are, uh, and they still do it, and then they're hypocritical about it. Well, that's when you point the finger at them and go, look, you can't have it both ways. Either you're yeah. gonna stop doing that. Or you're going to stop talking that it actually does anything. It's like one of the two. It's like, don't buy a home on the shore if you think that, that the sea, sea level is going to rise in five years. I mean, you know, but they'll go ahead and do it. And then they'll tell everybody else while they're using up 50 times the, the power of anyone else. They'll go ahead and tell you to shut off your air conditioning and don't drive your car. Right. Yeah. How much how much air conditioning do you think is in Joe one Joe Biden's mansions <laughs> or that big mansion that Obama had? I wonder how many people Obama's going to take into his house. Such hypocrites. Well, well remember you we had, well Obama says that he right. likes to keep his thermostat at eighty five degrees during yeah. the winter. Um, and uh, remember Al Gore's <laughs> uh, like electricity bill was like fourteen grand or something like that a month. I mean, Come it's on, like man. he uses like. Well over a hundred times more energy than anybody. And it's just it's ridiculous. Unbelievable. Yeah, they're all hypocrites. All of them. Well, you know, I remember the days of the communes, of course, and uh, they never worked. You know, it takes a. Wasn't there a book that that some political person wrote that it takes a village? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it takes a village to raise a communist. Yeah. Well, they want that village it, to raise your children too. Oh yeah. I mean, that's just the, you know, when you look in the book of Acts and how they they started off and how they had all things common, you know, they continued in the in the apostles' uh, doctrine. They broke bread together. They had all things common. It never says they had all things communist. It said they had all things common. They were they were a family. They took care of each other. Uh, they weren't all living in the same house like you've been talking about and all that stuff. But at the same time, it's, um, you know, just what Bob was saying earlier, you're sharing the word with somebody. But one of the things you got to always remember, Bob, is that that word never comes back void, ever. It does not. When it goes out, it, it accomplishes its purpose. You don't know. There may have been somebody somewhere else that heard something. Mm-hmm. And, and that's that's how I came to start to think about Jesus Christ again. I heard something. You know, it wasn't maybe it wasn't directed at me, uh, but I remember de- defending this this uh, this one guy. I picked us up hitchhiking one time. He started sharing the sharing the gospel with us, and the guy that was with me started getting on him. You know, he said, "Oh, you Jesus freak!" and all that. He started, and I told him to knock it off. I said, "The guy has a right to his." The guy has a right to his belief, you know, just leave him, leave him be. And I thought when I was listening to him and later on, I thought, well, now look at me. So, you know, you don't, you know, don't ever think that when you're speaking the truth that it's, 
that you're wasting time ever. And the people that are out there listening tonight, if you have somebody you're trying to win to the Lord Jesus Christ, just just do the best you can with how how the Father works in your heart and and just let him add the increase. It takes the onus off of us because we've never, you know, I've never won anybody. I've, sh- I've shared the word with a lot of people, but as far as being the one that's taking credit for it, no. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I like to take credit for things. If, if, you know, if I've done something and somebody wants to give me credit for it, great. But as far as saying, well, you know, look at what I've done as far as representing the gospel. Praise the Lord. If it's, you know, we, we can all agree on that. You know, we have differences of opinion on other things. But we can all agree that, that if our lives have meant anything, it's when someone comes up and says, you know, you changed my life when you shared about Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. My life is different than it was. I was going to kill myself last week. And you came along and you said, you know, there's a better way. You need to check this out. And I say that all the time. Give Jesus Christ a chance. If you do, you won't be disappointed. But you have to give him a chance because he's just waiting. And he's not going to use a, a sledgehammer to knock you in the head. He's going to just wait. Mm-hmm. And uh, it says in it says in the word that the love of God calls a man, draws a man to repentance. You know, it's not um, it's not our our great intellect on here that's drawing anybody to repentance. Believe me, sure. you know it's it's just having. Um, Kev was talking about earlier how we're all, you know, we're all here. We have we have different, you know, we all have different abilities. I mean, Greg is the maestro behind all this. You know, he's the one that decided that the Lord was working in his heart to put this on. Thank God he did. And we're all benefiting from it. Um, another thing that came to mind real quick is prayer. Because I know that after listening to what Kevin does and how many things he's dealing with, I'm probably going to be praying, praying for him more now mm-hmm. because of that, because uh, we all need, you know, all of us need covering um, with the things that we're doing. And mm-hmm. uh, just like uh, Greg and I keep in touch pretty well at times. And, and, you know, all you guys are um, important and um, when we think about one another, we should be praying us, not just for each other on here, but for the folks who are in the chat room tonight, which I don't know, you know, very many of them, but they're taking they're taking their time to listen tonight. Mm-hmm. Probably I'm probably talking too much, but that's normal for me. No, but you know what? You're um, right because these the people that are in chat, Robert, they're they're part of the they're really part of the two percent. Who, who who either are spiritual, spiritually mature in Christ or they they desire to be. And, I mean, the, 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 the people who are in our chat, they, they say the most amazing things sometimes. And they're, 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 they'll be like, hey, did you hear about this? Did you see this? And, and they're watching, too. Yeah. And, they're, and they're right on, on point. Um, all, all I can say is that for someone to call, like call someone else a Jesus freak or whatever, it's like, how, how much maturity do they have in them? I mean, certainly they don't have any spiritual maturity, but just even as a person, 
It's like, what are you, six years old? I mean, calling Jack people, up. Jesus freak, calling people's yeah. names. And they're the same people that will be like, you're intolerant because you do this or that. And it's just like, you hypocrite. It's like, they just expose themselves, you know? It's like, why can't you just let somebody have their faith? Why do you have to actually bash their faith? And for us, for, and they say, oh, Christians are Bible thumpers and they'll try to push things on you and this and that. When actually that, that couldn't be even farther from the truth. I mean, what, what, what we do is we, we spread the word and we do not coerce, nor do we force someone to believe that that, that, that is not the way that you become saved. I mean, like you said, God has to work in their heart and it's a personal thing. Now, we are the ones who are spreading the seed and we're the ones who are showing them the word and saying, go here. But the rest of the journey is between them and God. And uh, we ha- we cannot force anything onto anybody. Um, and the Bible says that if they don't accept it, you just dust off your feet and you go elsewhere and you find somebody else that that may accept it. So yeah. uh, I just think they have us. I think they have us all wrong. But that that doesn't make that, that makes sense and it doesn't surprise me because they are not spiritually mature and they don't have understanding. They're just unknowledgeable. And then the things that they say. And we see them all the time on chats, chat rooms and things like that. You can mm-hmm. tell you're just like ugh, another another person who just just is speaking and actually has nothing in here. There's no knowledge. Yeah. Like the, like my uh, my niece's husband, who's read the whole Bible and he doesn't, you know, he's read the Bible from cover to cover. And he just, you know, reading the Bible from cover to cover doesn't mean a thing if you haven't. If you're not doing it with, if you're not searching, if you're not a seeker, uh, Greg just put up a a, a post from from Jack there. Best decision I ever made was to make Jesus, you know, to choose Jesus Christ, give Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ a chance. And I'll tell you, it's the simplest thing in the world. You know, you, you can't, you can't clean yourself up enough to present yourself to the, to a holy God without the completed work of Jesus Christ and accepting that. It's, it, you just can't do it. And by accepting that free gift, it's just it's something else. But you have to accept it. And it's, it's, it's so against what we're taught that we have to work for everything and pull ourselves up from our own bootstraps and all that kind of stuff. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's just that we have to realize that if it wasn't for what Jesus Christ did when he came, he laid down his life. You know, he, he just, you know, he said, I could, I could, I could have 10 legions of angels here right now like that. But he knew he had to accomplish that. How would you like to have had 10 legions of angels at your beck and call? And you could have just cleaned house there. But you knew that you had to you had to go through this this terrible death in order to redeem mankind. I mean, if if that's not a savior that's worth honoring and worth making your Lord, I don't know. Yeah, I just it's just just right here. I you know, in whom the God of this world had blinded the minds of them that believe not. Thus, the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who's the image of God, should shine into them. You see, it's the gospel is light. 
and we're dealing with the dark world. We're dealing with the Prince of Darkness here. You know, this isn't this isn't the fantasy world that we live in. This is reality. Uh, spiritual world is more real than this world we're living in right now. Mm-hmm. But when when you speak the truth to somebody, and they start to see it, they're going to go. You know, that makes some sense. And then they're going to start to look in the word and they'll start to understand why certain things have happened in their lives and why, they're, why they've come to this point now. And I don't think any of us thought when we were little boys growing up that, that we were going to be sitting here talking about Jesus Christ on a, on a warm night here in August. Uh, mm-hmm. Things like that. But it's, it's I don't know, I, I'm... Sometimes I'm at a loss for words to think of why um, the creator of the heavens of the earth would take would take time to save a saving this old this old guy from California. You know mm-hmm. why would he why would he send anybody to to have the love in their heart to to share it to share the truth with me? You know, for what? Because of his great love wherewith he loved us. When we, even when we were enemies, think about that. We are enemies in our minds, yet he's still. <laughs> it, it, the stuff in Ephesians, Doc, uh, the stuff that's in Ephesians is so. When you read it, you read through it really quickly. You don't really grasp it. You start reading it for His great love, or He loved us, even though we were dead and sick. You just, mm-hmm. if you, if you just absorb that stuff for a second you think okay you were dead now you're alive i was an enemy now i'm at peace with him mm-hmm. it just it, it it takes it takes your heart and it just ugh. like kev says it rejuvenates you and that's what you have living within you you have that holy spirit that can remind you on a daily basis who you are Mm-hmm. We're not. We're not just these empties floating by. We have actually. Uh, I know I was going to talk too much tonight. I can't help it. But <laughs> see, Van, well, you have two weeks to make up for. Years. You know. Yeah. Oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, it's so. This is an uns. I believe there's a scripture somewhere, Greg, in there. It says it's an unspeakable gift, the gift that we have been given, and that mm-hmm. word uns- that word unspeakable in the Greek means untrackable. You know, something, some things can be tracked, like, you know, you're tracking a plane going across the country. But the love of God is untrackable because it's so great. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just. You know, Robert. You. Go ahead, Jess. When you were talking about who is who are we that God would save us, I thought about 1 Corinthians chapter 1. And uh, this is one of the verses that God really started teaching me when I first got saved. First Corinthians chapter one, verse 26, for you see your calling brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty And the base things of the world and the things which are despised, God has chosen. And the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are, 
that no flesh should glory in his presence, but of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. That is, is it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. There's going to be nobody in heaven that's going to be boasting about how they got there. Every single one of us is going to point to the cross. And that's how God likes it. God wants us. God essentially wants us to glory in him. And so that's why Jesus says, how hard is it for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God? Right. Because it's not impossible with God. All things are possible. It's just harder because there's more things that he's trusting in. He's trust, you know, he's trusting his riches for us. Many of us came to Christ when we were broken and on our debt, dead end. I was in prison. I was 19 year old, 19 years old in prison when I came to Christ. And uh, so God, God glories in calling, like it says, the, you know, the foolish things of the world. Because if, if you go back to uh, verse 18, for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. So everything you're saying, Brother Robert, is right on, and it's right up in, with what Scripture says in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 1. You know, so it's it's just it's it's an amazing thing, and, and it's 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 a something that we're, you know, I I think sometimes we take it for granted. Um, we don't mean to, but we'll get up in the morning, and you know, we we're breathing on we're breathing for another day, and we're getting ready to go off and do our different jobs, and and um, a lot of times when my wife and I pray before I head off to work. As I'm heading into work in the car, I'm thinking to myself, you know, it's, you know, it's really amazing that we're, we've been given so much and, and what we could do with just a, a little bit of knowledge, you know, it's, you know, just, just being, um, just being spiritually sensitive to things when we're at work or when we're traveling or whatever it is we're doing. Sometimes the Lord will impress upon you to say something to somebody when you're in a store. You know, how many times have you started talking to somebody and then ended up, you know, they're telling you all these different things about their personal life and you're, you're able to pray with them? You know, you say, can I pray with you? And, and all of a sudden I say, you know, I've been believing that somebody would come along and ask me that. And you, you didn't know them five minutes earlier. And you're praying for them. And maybe you won't see them again, Dustin. Right. But maybe you've helped change their life. I'm telling you, we we don't we don't see these things in this in in this world right now. But there's going to be some things when we get up there that are going to blow our minds. Mm-hmm. We're going to, you know, I remember that guy. You know, where was it? It was the, the Fillmore. That's that's where I saw him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or something. It, it just we we don't know. Um, you know, like like Greg was saying earlier when we started off. You know, there's times when you you're so dead dog tired. I'm sure Greg that you you would rather take a pass on coming on on Tuesday night and just you know get you know get get some dinner and just kick back and, and watch the Mets. Uh, but when you come on here, it really, and ministry is a way of serving is what the word means. So that's basically what, what this all is. Every, you know, if, if 
if you folks haven't checked out any of these these uh, my uh, cohorts channels, you should. Maybe you should talk about the different things you're doing, Bob, with the supplying Bibles around the world and different things like that. You know, that'd be important. Yeah, it's a lot of uh, yeah, a lot of stuff happening with that right now. We have a lot of a lot of things happening all around the world. Bible distribution been doing that now for like 10 years now but i do i do see a major influx right now over the last few months and uh kevin can, kevin can definitely attest to this <laughs> you know and everything that's going through right now it goes right out immediately to the missionaries and there are so many people in need that come to us so when an influx of money comes the need is right there it's almost simultaneous okay it's amazing it doesn't matter Whatever comes in, the need comes. It's like they all they get you get email notifications of people that give, then you get a notification of people that need it. <laughs> like yeah. at the same time. You know, so we just all I'm I'm just a guy that connects all that. You know, that's what me and Kevin do. You know. So yeah, there's so much going on, especially with all the dream divisions, you know. Uh somebody in here just uh I think it was uh what was her name? I forgot her name. Was it Les? Not Les, but uh uh, somebody here had a rapture dream just today. Make a comment here again. Wow. Um, I remember, I remember your, I remember your picture. I couldn't remember your name though. But she just had a rapture dream today. You know, so these dreams, they're all different, but they do have a kind of a a, a thread that kind of goes through all of them. And that thread is we go up, <laughs> we go up just like the Bible says. First Thessalonians four sixteen seventeen. First Corinthians fifty fifty one fifty three. And in order for us to go up to heaven, we, our bodies need to be changed because I've watched those studies. If you try to take your body as it is right now to go up into space, I believe was, uh, the guy described, the astronaut described it as like having, like laying on a frying, a frying pan 400 degrees on your face while you're having hot ice on your back at the same time, depending which way you're facing the sun. So obviously we're going to need new bodies <laughs> to be able to travel the cosmos. Okay, True. but that laid out, like I said, First Corinthians 50, 51 to 53. Mortal puts on immortality. Corruptible puts on incorruption. The body is changed. Okay, the body is not a throwaway. The body is changed. This is why you cannot get saved after you die. Because once you're separated from your body, your body cannot be marked for the resurrection. Okay, you got to have faith while you're in your body. Your body gets reborn in the spirit. And then, I mean, your body, your, your spirit gets reborn of the Holy Spirit. And then your body is marked for the resurrection. Because since your spirit is reborn, in the end, you, you would have to be given an immortal body. All right, a new wineskin. All right. And that is what happens at the rapture resurrection. Okay, you're going to need one of those. Okay. Yeah. But you need a body or at least a piece of your DNA somewhere on this earth, some dust somewhere that's marked for the resurrection. And that will be activated at the last trump. Now, a lot of folks in here uh, know that we are in the month of August. And we are around, what, do the math here, Kevin. Today's uh, second, so we are, what, 40, 56 days away. 56 days away from the Feast of Trumpets. <clears throat> so a lot I talk about a lot needs to happen a lot needs to happen now does it have to happen no because I don't know how God works okay I'm just a man 
But it just seems like it makes sense to me that a lot of these wars need to be completed before they can confirm that covenant with many, that covenant of peace. Right now, there is nobody that wants peace anywhere. But we are on the cusp of it right now. I mean, come on, we had our uh, we have our speaker of the house flying into Taiwan. <coughs> excuse me, when they blatantly told her we will shoot you down, yet she went in there anyways. Wow, that's where we're at right now. What was so important, Pelosi? Why did you have to go in there for? Why did you have to go there in person? Okay, did you have to make sure that the semi semiconductors and chips? Industry had to be destroyed here, so the cars could be wiped up. Not quite sure, but that's what Taiwan. One of the things Taiwan does for us, you know. Mm. So there's a lot of things happening right now that indicates that any time this month. Now, here's something that I saw that came on Stephen Benjamin. Did you guys hear about this? They found that dirty nuclear bomb in New York. You hear about that? Yeah, diffused, right? Yeah, they finally found that thing. Now, here's the thing I was looking at that. It's like, oh, this is good news. I'm like, really? Because if they found it finally after how how many months? They found it finally. That would mean that if something was, if a nuke was to go off, they can't blame it on a dirty bomb. It would definitely have to come from overseas now. Right. Okay, so nobody could say it was a dirty bomb. It wasn't China. It wasn't Russia. They want to make sure. If a nuke hits New York, they know beyond a shadow of a doubt it was not a dirty bomb. That's why they came out and said, hey, we found it. We found it. There's no more dirty bombs here. So if it goes off and it goes from Russia, that means we are going to war. we got somebody to blame. Yeah, we could definitely blame Russia. We could definitely blame China. We're going to war, everybody. Oh, martial Mm -hmm. law, martial law, martial law across the country. There's the setup. That's what I was saying a couple weeks ago, but I was like, if a, if a bomb went off like and it and it wasn't shot from somewhere, they don't have anybody to blame at that point. That doesn't work out for them. And so it didn't surprise me when he said that they said, oh, yeah, we found it. Because now they can look at whatever scapegoat or whatever per- people they want to have. And it doesn't necessarily mean just because a bomb gets fired off doesn't mean that Russia's actually fired it off. It just means that they can blame Russia for it, right? Oh, yeah. So as, as as soon as I saw that, I was like, "Oh man, oh man!" But you know, like I said, though, I see too many dreams where we are removed at the at that interchange, that nuclear interchange. We are gone, <laughs> you know. So don't worry about it, folks. I'm not worried about it, okay? But there's a lot of folks here that should be worried about. It. I mean, I mean, can you imagine that if a nuclear war was to take place. How many of us? We were just talking earlier, Kevin. Only two percent of us are yeah. are spiritually mature. But right. don't. But keep in mind, though, we are spiritually mature. That means that there is a whole bunch of other Christians out there that still have the indwelling Holy Spirit, right? But they haven't dialed it in yet, like right. we have, like our listeners have. They haven't yeah. dialed it in. Yet. They haven't matured in the Spirit. All right, my sons, you know, the ages thirteen and fifteen, and I know they have the indwelling Holy Spirit in them. But they don't sit here and make videos and do stuff like I do. Okay, they could tell me the gospel and they believe. Okay, I make sure they get that. So everybody understand that. If just because your uh, loved ones are not at that level of maturity as we are, don't worry. If they still believe in Jesus Christ, the Bible is clearly is clearly laid out. Ephesians two eight nine. They were, we are saved by grace through faith. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in, in Ephesians 4.30, we're sealed until the day of redemption. The Holy Spirit dwells within us. Can't so, break that seal. 
Yeah. And on top of that, but the thing is, on top of that, that the Bible also says that there's an award, there's a reward for those who love his appearing. Yeah. Now, the the five of us here are going to love his appearing. Oh, yeah. Okay? I dream about it all the time. All you in the chat, you're going to love his appearing. All you listening after this this uh the show's over, you're going to love his appearing because you're the fact that you're here watching, you're waiting on our Lord and Savior. You are waiting for the bridegroom to come so you can go out and give him a big hug. Okay. Yes. Now there are going to be people, probably like my liberal friend here, that uh came here and I told her all about it. She sat to look at her phone the entire time. I seen her profess Jesus. She's probably an extreme child in the Lord, but be it as it may, still child of God. Mm-hmm. Okay, still child of God. And the Bible says, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and the joint heirs with Christ. And this is uh, Romans eight seventeen. Mm-hmm. And if children, then heirs. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, it so be that we suffer with him and that we may be glorified together. Mm. Okay. And I think just somebody in here asked about that, about being saved, uh, who God chooses. I think he left one of those questions there, but I'll get into that later. But the fact of the matter is, when you receive God's spirit by faith, but believe in the finished works of Jesus Christ, believing in his blood to cover your sins, to forgive you of your sins, you believe in the blood of Jesus Christ, his works at the cross, all right? When you believe that, it's the only way to heaven. In the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, your spirit's regenerated and sealed to the day of redemption. You now have the spirit of our heavenly father that makes you his child. You now have a spiritual DNA, just like my sons have my DNA. And I don't care what they do, what they do to themselves or anything. They travel around the world, change their sex, whatever. Doesn't matter. They still have my DNA. They're still my child. Mm. Okay. And I think a lot of you should be jumping for joy. If you know that Holy Spirit dwells within you, you are a child of God. Okay. The Bible says that the spirit bears witness with our spirit. Amen. So you cannot claim that's a big amen right there. Lord, without the indwelling Holy Spirit saying that. Okay, you can't mumble the words True. unless you have the indwelling Spirit within you. Okay, mm-hmm. it has to come from your heart first before your mouth makes the words. Right. Okay, so I just wanted to encourage everybody right now. I, you know, we don't have I much am. time. Don't have much I, time. You know, I am encouraged. Six days. I'm encouraged. Yeah, you can see, you can hear Greg. He's like, "Oh, that's a it's a setup, right?" And so he, it's setting up something. <laughs> and, and I mean, you could just see like Greg's putting together the pieces. Oh, here and, we go. Uh, he's like, and, and so he's in touch. He's in tune. He's got the spirit on here him. We go. And he can see it, and that, that I think that's the big difference between. Um, believers in Christ with the Holy Spirit and just those who are just like flotsam and jetsam out in the world, you know, like you, you'll, you'll, you'll just tell them about it, Bob, okay. and, just, and, they'll, and, and they'll just be like, oh, okay, yeah, huh. And then, but they don't necessarily see that like August has started and wars and rumors of wars are like at a fever pitch right now. I mean, mm-hmm. it's yeah. like just this week, it just ramped up to like, they just turned it up to 11, you know? I mean, whenever you get China involved with it, it's going to, it's just automatically just going to ramp up. And it's not like Russia is just sitting over there doing nothing. I mean, they're in a war right now. So you've got just war, 
You've got rumors of wars. Like if you come to Taiwan, you're going to be met with, you know, just uh, retaliation. And it's like retaliation of what? What are you going to do? You're going to fly somebody over and meet with somebody in Cuba? I don't know. I mean, it's like, what's the retaliation you're talking about? Are you talking about militarily? Because if that's the case, then, I mean, it seemed like that was the case because the United States put more people in the South China Sea. And, 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 and then you saw China, like, put all their tanks on the border of China today. It's like, look, we see what's coming. And, and, and Jesus's words resonate with us, right? I mean, he says, you are going to see these things take place. Yep. And and then you get like the pundits, the Democrat Party mainly basically saying, Bob, we're in a transition. This isn't a recession. This is a transition. <laughs> well, we've been saying that we're in a transition for, for months and months now. Yeah. Let's I redefine the word of recession now. It. Yeah, they're finally yeah, coming around. Redefine to the word. View. It's like <laughs> we are we are in a transitionary period. We're in a transition period from the age of grace to the tribulation. <laughs> and that's yeah, the transition that we're in. And of course, all these things are, are coming to pass to set up all those things that are going to be fulfilled during the tribulation. Hey, Kevin, I'll ask you a question. Now, we know that China and Russia and Iran are going to begin their war games here in about a week in right. Venezuela. Venezuela is a declaration of them saying, hey, we could take you down, America. We're going to take down Venezuela in a drill in the same way we're going to take you down. Okay, that's what they're doing over there. Okay, now, now think about this. We have uh, Joe Biden in there, the weakest president and the weakest leader in world history of any nation. Okay, now he's there, and look at the state of our country now. Do you think these guys are going to be waiting there in Venezuela for another seven more years and chance getting chance and get have the chance for us to get new leaders? Get Trump back in. You think they're going to wait for all that? Mm-hmm. No, they're not going to wait for that. They know we're, we are at our weakest. They know Biden. You know, everybody knows that Biden has sent majority of our military equipment to Ukraine. And in, over the last two years has been transferring all uh, middle class, American middle class taxpayer dollar, basically our wealth from the middle class to the global oligarchs through Ukraine. Okay. They're just laundering money. Okay, to the oligarchs through Ukraine. Mm-hmm. That's why I said the Pentagon said when the when money goes over there, we, we don't know where it goes. No, you we, we can't keep track of it. We don't know where it goes. It's going into the pockets of global oligarchs. That's where it's, it's like going. COVID money. I mean, right. like no one knows where it was spent. And it's like, oh, they look over here and it's like, oh, $300 million wasn't spent. And yet like $600 million was spent, but they can't tell you where it was spent on. So they're sucking so suck dry all of our money. So now this country is pretty much on its last limb, all right? Now, like I said, our enemies are getting ready in the South. Like I said, do you really think they're going to wait for a new government to get in? Do you really think they're going to wait to the midterms? You know, when right now, right, right now, when we're going into the next seven-year cycle beginning September, that's why it's like, you know, yeah. we're still here. I, I will be so surprised because it – you know, I remember of 2015. I know you guys too. When we were looking for the tribulation to begin, okay, we just went through those tetrads, and a new seven years cycle is about to start. And I remember I was working at steel mills at that point, and I was there with Pastor Larry, and 
you know, here we were waiting, waiting, waiting for the rapture resurrection to take place. <clears throat> but it didn't happen. Here's the thing, though. Back then, we didn't have armies the south of us. We didn't. We weren't surrounded. Israel wasn't surrounded like they are now. We didn't have the horrible leadership. Well, we did have horrible leadership, but we're not, you know, the, the, the economy was still really robust, okay? Not on its last leg like it is now. Not with our enemies down the south and surrounding us right now. I mean, Canada, that's no help for us either. I mean, we are really surrounded here, okay? Yeah, they're no help for us. Hey, uh, D- Dustin, you got to take off? Is that what I hear? Yeah. Yep, I got to take off, um, get back to some other things. And uh, like I said, I got I got some kids, and uh, we're starting school this week. So uh, mm-hmm. I got to get, get – get tending to them but it's been good it's been good and and uh lord willing um keep keep going man maranatha yeah well we enjoy um, watching your updates uh for sure i mean you uh you definitely have a lot of content coming out of your channel so i would encourage anybody in the um in the chat to uh check out busy for the lord because uh dustin's got some great content there well, I appreciate that. And anybody that has time, I uh, usually have a live stream Wednesday mornings. I'll be having a live stream tomorrow, so i got to prepare for that, too. So, But, again, always a pleasure to be with you guys. Love you guys very much. Okay. God bless. Take care. Yeah, I think I was on there last week. I enjoyed it. You do a great live stream. Praise the Lord. Thanks, brother. All right. Take care. And you too, Robert, right? You're, you're out yeah. of here? Or? Yeah. Okay. Gonna, All right. Well, we're take slowly. Uh, yeah, bless you guys. It's been good. And I will you know, believe I'll see you guys next week. Yeah, right, that'd be good. Take care, going. brother. Good seeing you. Yeah, right. back. Yeah, Take great care. seeing you back. Yeah, no, you're right, Bob. I mean, back to what you were saying. We don't have any friends. We don't have we we don't have anybody that that's going to help us. I mean, we've got you know just communism to the north of us. Really, I mean, that's what that's going on. The the same type of ilk of people are trying to 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 do that here with the CRT and and punishing people who actually are looking out for their children. I mean, can you imagine like that? The fact that they're like calling that they call them terrorists. I mean, what, what, what is, what is, what has become of of the United States? I mean, it's just going in a full, like, like the peak has been hit and it's just like the roller coaster is going down to the bottom. And it's Mm -hmm. just amazing to watch this, this happen before our very eyes and seeing like, these the, the people who are in leadership here are just godless and lawless and they support lawlessness everywhere they go. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it's like the people are just duped. Uh, now, granted, it seems like that there are more people that are, are actually somewhat waking up. I mean, at least when you see poll numbers of like 30 some odd percent approval, you still wonder it's like are those 30%, but at least it's not 50% or 60%. I mean, it could be worse, I suppose, if if, people, if more people were asleep. But the problem is, Bob, is that even of those 30, 60 some odd percent that disapprove, something like 15% or 20% of those people will still vote for those same people that they disapprove of. Right. It's like, they, it's like the, it hasn't really clicked in their mind that that nothing is going to change if you continue to place confidence and power in the hands of the corrupt. Yeah. I mean, look what's just, look what's happening right now in Napa, California with Pelosi's husband. I mean, it's just, 
total corruption. Everywhere you look, it's just like, it's just corruption. The FBI with their whistleblowers who are now saying they, they buried this Hunter Biden laptop stuff. And, and, and to me, what, what's less about the actual thing that they're, that they're covering up is the fact that they are covering up things and that there's corruption everywhere. And what that points me to is that Peter and Paul said, in the end times, there is going to be major corruption that's going on. There's going mm-hmm. to be lawlessness. There's going to be deceitfulness. People are going to act evil. They are going to harden their hearts against God himself, even more so in the tribulation when they know that God is doling out wrath on them because they, they do not believe, and then they blaspheme him. So it's only going to get worse, Bob. These people are going to dig in even harder. Well, you know, America basically is like looking at a cancer patient. And by the way, we pray for anybody who has cancer in Jesus' name. We pray for your healing right now mm-hmm. in Jesus' name. We pray for Amen. healing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. But uh, America... America has been going through like, like cancer. You got stage one, stage two, stage three, stage four. We're at stage four now. Okay. Stage four corruption. Right. Took a while to get there, but we got there. Okay. So we're at stage four right now. So this is why it's out everywhere. It's all over the place. You can't get away from it. I mean, they are out in the open. And here's something to think about too. When the crap finally hits the fan and rapture resurrection takes place, grid goes down, nuclear war, whatever. When the grid is down and everybody's out looking for food, all right, trying to survive, you're going to have people who are lawless people forming gangs, forming militias, and these people are going to be going home to home looking for food, taking people out because they're trying to take care of themselves. Now, this is funny. It's funny how our our, our judicial system is getting set up and going the direction of keeping lawless people out of jail. They want to make sure that these people stay out on the streets. Yeah. They know this day is coming. They know this day is coming because when this day comes, they don't want them in the prison. They want them out on the street because they know those are going to be the people forming the militias, forming the, they're going to be the warlords. They're going to be people attacking people, breaking into your home. That's why they want them out in the streets. They're going to stir them up. Right. Yeah. You, you, if, you, if you had a nation of lawful people here and all the laws were all locked up right. and then there was an event that took place, it will still be pretty bad, but not as bad as it is now. Right. <laughs> okay. Because you got people there, they're, they're going to loot right away. Yeah. And they don't even know. The power might be back on tomorrow. They're, they're going to loot right now. They got to get it. Get Bob, it right these now. people get let out of jail and they immediately commit another crime. Yeah. I mean, they don't even wait a day. They immediately go out and they commit more crime. There, there was this woman who was a shoplifter. She was arrested 100 times, Bob. Mm-hmm. 100 times. And she finally went to jail for some period of time because she, was, she actually committed violence against the police. But you even know that that now, nowadays, she's going to get left. Because that, that's not that big of a deal anymore. But, I mean, 100 times? I mean, the, the, isn't that just enabling people just to commit more crime, Bob? Isn't that exactly what these people are doing? They're not upholding the law. 
they're not enforcing the law. They actually are promoting lawlessness. Mm-hmm. Well, they're people who are promoting lawlessness, but let's not forget there's no there's no one out there that the Lord can't change their hearts in, in, in a certain situation. We know that because you and I have, you know, not that we have been part of that lawlessness that we're talking about, but we know all things are possible with God, right? Absolutely. So even though we see this, these things happening, let's say just one of those people out of there just hears the gospel, right? At some point, I mean, who knows where, where we could be at some point on the street, one of us as a, as, as a you know, body of Christ, doing our work, saying something that changes this person's mind, changes their heart, their point of view in a matter of a second, mm-hmm. in a heartbeat. So that person that we were speaking about tonight could be a completely different person the next yeah. day. And that would all be by the glory of God, all by what he can do. Um, so we can't, you know, I'm just saying that just came to mind. We can't forget forget that too. You know, there's there are people out there who need Jesus. And I know this right. is something that we always bring up, but these are the people. These are the people we're talking about, folks. They they are lost. They are. Yeah. I, they I need see help. that. I see a lot. Go ahead, Kevin. Well, I'm just saying they, but need, they Jesus. need help. They need help. They need Jesus. They need help. And, and the only help that they that's actually going to be effective is Jesus. Sending them back out in the streets to commit more crime is not helping them. It's like, mm-hmm. it, like and there's been stories of people that have con- converted and, and understood that they that they needed Jesus in, in prison and they, and, and they actually changed. And there were other prisoners that saw that people, that person ch- change. And they were like, I want to do that too. It's very effective to, um, to, to do that. Uh, that's really the people that, that need it the most when you really think about it, because what we, what, what, what they need is they need, they, they need a spirit that is different from what they have. They need a complete change. They need a, a, a change of mind, a change of spirit. Yes. And, uh, and, and I'm telling you, when they go back out on the street, Greg, they're not, they're not going to uptime to, to tune in and, and hear about this. They're, they're, they go commit more crime. And that's my point, is that we don't help them when they're in, in, in jail we don't help them when 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 they're in prison, and certainly by just releasing them, that's not helping them either. But you know, this godless, lawless society would never stand for uh, preaching the gospel immediately to these people and 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 passing out Bibles to every single one of them and say we're going to go through this this study, and you can opt out of it, sure, but we're going to have this study every single day. And maybe they'll come. Maybe they'll come to it. But I mean, the the the, the government would never go for that. I mean, you know, because you know why? Because they they don't believe. They don't believe that there actually can be a change in of spirit with the word. Mm-hmm. They don't believe in that stuff. They they that they, they believe that that these people are victims of suppression and oppression by white people. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. That's where it's at, Greg. They believe that these people commit crimes because of white people. Mm-hmm. Well, let's let's uh, be honest. You know, a lot of them 
are going to be left behind. But when they see that Revelation 14 angel begin preaching, you know, I bet you a lot of them will come to the Lord then, you know. I hope you know, so. That's one, thing I, that's one thing I've been thinking about, you know. All of us want to see this rapture take place. And can it go all the way up to the 27th of September? It can. You know, I'll be honest, you know, from the Lord's from the Lord's standpoint, if I was if I was God, if I had to make that decision, that sounds bad, you know, but I know I get it. But if I was God, I would wait to the very last moment to get as many people saved as possible. And that last moment could be a nuclear bomb. Right? That right when that thing goes off, because you know, it's his will that none shall perish. But come to repentance and have yeah, Greg. You should quote that verse. Yeah, he's he's so, not slack. He's mm-hmm. he's patient. He's long suffering. Right, not right. wanting right. that anyone should perish. Mm-hmm. So if I if so if I was the Lord, I would wait to the very last second before I do the rapture. Because you just think about all the people that can get saved globally. And I look at what we're doing with feed my sheep today. We're reaching about seventy people per hour right now. Okay. So do the math on that. <laughs> okay, that's over the next month. Next 30 days or the next 56 days you're talking about. So in the Bible, the Bible says that one rejoice for one repents, the whole heavens rejoices over one person that repents. Okay, just one person, all right, that comes to the Lord and believes in his finished works and have faith in them. Okay. So if one if the whole heavens are rejoicing over one, then how much rejoicing will there be over all the mass amounts of people that get saved all the way up until the very last moment? Whereas the Bible says in a moment, in the twinkle, twinkle of an eye at the last trump. It really is starting to look like that now at that last trump. I know the twinkling of an eye represents the, the dusk, sun going down, the twinkling of an eye. Okay, we could make all those ties to that. So can God do it that way? Yeah, we can go all the way up to the 27th. It's true. And if we're past the 27th, then obviously maybe it's not the Shemitah where it takes place, but highly unlikely. You know, I just have to say that because, you know, if nothing ever happens, you know, then, you know what I'm saying? If but, nothing uh, happens, Bob, by the 27th, then we're, we're, it's, it's not like we're going to give up. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're going to continue to run the race and we're going to continue to be on here every Tuesday. Until, you know, Greg, I think that maybe one of our hopes is that the rapture would happen on a Tuesday somewhere around nine o'clock at night, Eastern time. <laughs> I think that would have a really big impact. on That us. would have a huge impact. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, I mean, to be live and have the rapture take place, I mean, it would be like, we're gone. Oh, right? It's just that would be awesome. I love Amazing. that. I would love to be put like into one of those fields that Bob's talking about, and, <laughs> but, uh, you know, or a golf course. I like the golf course one, Bob, because uh, you know I played golf for a long time, and uh, I haven't actually been able to play much because uh, you know the, the psoriasis that I have on my hands, and I really want to get rid of them. Trying to, but uh, it's like uh, I enjoy golf a lot, and then when you, when when the when you said you started talking about the dream where the guy was on a golf course, I was like, what? He's on a golf course, mm-hmm. all right. Yeah, I was like, all right, that sounds good. Yeah, Lord, if you're going to choose where to put me, then, uh, yeah, put me on a golf course. That sounds fine to me. That's where I want to be raptured from. <laughs> right, exactly. You want to you wanna do some questions now, Greg? Sure, let's do some questions. Let's start uh, 
But you know what, Greg? I'm going to change oh. my quote from the rapture is on a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right, from, uh, Tuesday. I watch I watch every Tuesday, right? Yep. <laughs> we've gone, we've talked about this before. Uh, <laughs> watch for the rapture every Tuesday. All the other six days, don't bother. But Tuesdays, those those are the days That's you gotta watch. Gonna be up time. That's right. Yeah. It's gonna be up time. Yeah, yeah Chester uh, has a question here. Chester, says, does climate emergency means carbon mandates. Yeah, the carbon mandates are coming. That's basically we're graduating to the next level of totalitarian global control. Mm. Carbon mandates. Okay. Now it's going to be more in the it's more of a Western thing because the East they like the idea of nuclear power and they're starting to go into nuclear power. They they say gas is friendly, all that stuff. So not so much over there, but over here in the West. Okay, where all the tree huggers are at. <laughs> okay, get rid of all the cars, get rid of everything. Everybody rides a bus and everything like that. Yeah, we can be seeing carbon mandates over here. In fact, the carbon mandates could be something that could be like a a real good precursor to the mark of the beast. Because yeah. they could take away all your rights, take away your car, take away everything you have, because and then shut the power off to your house and everything because you're letting off too much emissions into the air. Okay. Right. So it's it's totalitarian control, and right. it's something they're trying to sell here. Obviously, if you don't believe me, why don't you go look and see how much oil we're producing right now? Mm-hmm. How much gas are we producing? And we're sitting on these huge reserves here, huge, mm-hmm. okay? But yet, they don't want to touch any of it. Look at the legislation going through. You don't think these carbon mandates are coming? They're coming. Okay, we're seeing the rolling blackouts right now. I haven't seen them personally, but I know they've been happening in a lot of different states right now. Well, you know what's interesting, Bob, is this like this carbon offset tax that they're going to force people to pay, right? Because they're going to say this is how much you 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 produced, this is how much you got to pay for that, and well, if you can't afford it, well, then I mean it's debtor's prison for you, basically. I mean, you get this stuff taken away from you. you your credit score goes down, social mm-hmm. credit score. Oh, hold on a second, we've got ourselves a, a usurper in your chat. Hold on, uh, user. Oh boy, um, there we go. Good job. Yep. yep. Uh, gone. That was pretty quick. Um, uh, yeah. So you you, you basically are going to have that, Bob, which I can see how that could lead into social credit score slash mark of the beast. Right. I mean, you can't buy or sell unless you have fully taken on the mark of the beast, worship the Antichrist, and you're part of that system now and that we're all in this together. I mean, could you imagine? I mean, that's their advertising, Bob. It's like Mark of the Beast. We're all in this together. It's like you know. I mean, you could just see like just the the propaganda coming out uh, in terms of like all the lying signs and wonders that's going to push the, the the Mark of the Beast onto people and push the Antichrist as the savior of the world onto people. It's yeah, like- and and the fact that they want to take down this grid and shut everything. If they, if they did that, total grid shutdown across the country, they are going to be cheering and saying. They're not, they won't be saying hallelujah. They'll be more like, you know, goody, goody, you know, because they're Satanists, you know. But um, yeah, they're going to be celebrating for the fact that now no electricity is running, nothing. The, the plants aren't running. Nothing's running. So this is great. No carbon emissions. You know, they're excited. You know, and you see how excited they were, the Democrats and a bunch of those rhino Republicans, when they passed that legislation about the, uh, the uh, removal of the semi-automatic rifles and stuff right. like that. Blows you, smiles you like, 
Oh they yeah. So excited. They were just they're just how many I'm just I'm watching that and I'm like, how like you're saying, Kevin, how did we get here? Yeah. But they can't even define what an assault rifle is. So I mean it's the it, you know, it just makes you wonder like what's going through these people's heads. And I mean, th- there are people that are that are that are saying right now, you know, there there's no there's no such thing as a rapture. Well, there were people that said there's no such thing as a messiah that's going to come there. You know, if he comes, he's going to basically raise up Israel into this great power and overthrow the Romans. And so they rejected Jesus himself and said, he's not our messiah. He, He hasn't come. Those same people in the same spirit. Are saying, you know, there's no rapture. There's not going to no. be a rapture. You're not going to be taken. Those are the scoffers. Yeah, they're scoffers. They're and after face. the rapture happens, then either they're going to be one of two things: they're either going to reject it, like the like the Jews today ever still rejected Jesus Himself, or they're going to accept it, like Rabbi Zeb Porat, for example, who's who who was taught all these things as he grew up, and he realized, wait a minute. These people are, I'm getting an interpretation from an interpretation from a person who's interpreted something (laughs) instead of actually looking at it himself and seeing truth. These people who say there's no rapture are the same people who don't, who who have, who have not understood the truth, the the simple fact. And they'll, and they'll tell you, Bob, that uh, Darby created it (laughs) in the 1820s or that some woman, Margaret, Whatever O'Malley or whatever her name was uh, created it, or this was a creation of of some denomination in, in, in this or that. But when in fact the, the the actual fathers of the of, of the the original first century church spoke about spoke about the rapture. Paul himself right. spoke about the rapture. So well, for they, those to say that somebody made it up just a hundred and some odd years ago. They're ignorant. And you know what? They're willfully ignorant. They'll continue to tell you that, Bob, even though you teach them and you do on your channel, you'll teach them what the rapture is all about, where it's found in the Bible, why the rapture needs to happen, why it happens to actually make a big marker between ages. And uh, and, and yet, Bob, they'll still scoff and mock and they'll try to uh, go on to your channel or other uh, channels and they'll spew that. And I call, you know, th- that sounds like they're being tears to me, Bob. Like they're trying to mingle in and they're trying to creep in unaware and they're trying to steal your hope. Right. You know, and, they, and people say the rapture was made up by that Darby character. You know, evidently, you know, they didn't they don't read the Bible because in First Corinthians 12, 2, you see, well, you see caught up comes up like four different times. OK, caught up is rapture. Okay, now in the Greek and even in Latin, they don't do two words. We do two words because caught up because it's English. Okay, right. but caught up in Latin, for example, example is rapero or rapere. Okay, right. in the Greek, it's harpazo. Okay, that's how they speak. They could take two or three words and put them into one word. Okay, so it's a simple translation. So if you want to know where the where we are caught up in the Bible, where it says that, just go to First Thessalonians four seventeen. It says it right there. If we were reading the Greek or if you're reading in Latin, it would say repere. But it says since we read English, it says caught up. Yeah. Okay. So rapture is in the Bible. The word rapture is in the Bible. Amen. Okay. But it's not translated rapture or hot or repere 
it's translated caught up because we're English speakers. And sometimes we use two words that mimics uh, one word in a different language. That's okay. my point is that it's, it's a verb. It's yeah. a verb. It's, it's, it, we, we call it the rapture, which is a noun. But, I mean, harpazo is actually a verb, and it means to be snatched uh, by a force, basically. And in this case, when it says where you're getting snatched to, it says mm-hmm. in the clouds. Well, that would be up, correct? Clouds are not down as far as I can tell. So you're <laughs> caught up. It is a, it is a verb. Right. So for those who say rap, the word rapture is not in the Bible, uh, that, that, that is, that is ac- actually true. The word rapture in English is not in the Bible. It rapture is a noun it is what we refer. Basically this passage here, we call the rapture. This is yeah. the, the, the entire, uh, you know, sentence, which is then we, which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. That is the rapture. We, we basically took this entire action and said, this is an event called the rapture. And for right. those who say that it doesn't exist, it's right here. This is the word. We're not making this up. Greg d- d- didn't just write this up last night. Paul wrote this almost 2,000 right. years ago. Right. And Mr. Dark, Dark Light has a, uh, has a weird name, Dark Light. Dark, Dark and Light. light. <laughs> He says he had a question. So I guess the rapture is going to be redefined by churches after we leave. What do you think? Mm. Sure. They're going to have all because the rapture is going to be that what sets this whole world off. Mm. If it's not going to be the nukes, it's going to be the rapture. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when that takes place, everybody on earth is going to be talking about it and looking for answers for that. And that is when the that's where I believe they're going to be revealed, the fallen angels, aliens, whatever they're going to be revealed. Because nobody's going to make sense of this except you got an understanding of a higher power. And these guys are going to be that higher power. They're going to take credit for this. Yeah. And this is the deception Paul is talking about, the great deception. Okay. They're going to play. They're they're going to use this whole rapture thing on their behalf. Sure. Once again, it wasn't them that did it, but they're claiming that, you know, it was us that did it. Just like God didn't create you, we created you. Right. So liars, liars, pants mm-hmm. on fire. Trans, transpermia science, right? That, we that, are your progenitors, yeah. Humans were were seated like uh, in that movie. What was it called? Prometheus. Remember that? Uh, I mean, yes. yeah, total heresy. I mean, but total uh, heresy, and I think uh, some you know predictive programming too. Little predictive bit. programming, yeah. I mean, sure. It, I mean, people are like, wait a minute, could we could could we have been seated by some other? You know, more intelligent uh, beings, uh, you know, billions of years ago. And like, here they are to save us. I mean, you know, all of a sudden now you've got this big spiritual tug of war going on, don't you? Because yeah, well, either you're going to believe that the rapture happened and that Jesus is the Christ, or you're going to believe all these other lies. And it's going to yeah, be a and- spiritual tug of war during that period of time. And they're not, and, and I'm telling you, God's not going to hold out any stops either. I mean, he's going to have angel in the air. He's going to have witnesses that are doing amazing things. Mm-hmm. He's going to seal up 144,000 who don't, uh, you know, aren't affected by the wrath. And then you're going to have Satan on the other side doing all kinds of lying signs and wonders. So, I mean, it's going to be the clash of, of, of all time in terms of spiritual battle. And I love the fact how they, they claim that there are creators, but yes, 
but yet if they are our creators, then they shouldn't be able to create it from scratch. But yet you have them constantly abducting people, studying them, right. and abducting women and putting, um, impregnating them, and creating this alternate, you know, uh, uh, civilization. And that's been proven. Okay, so you know, because if you if you if you created the original thing, why do you need to do that for? Right. Okay. Because you're not our creators. You're the fallen angels. Okay. And these people, that's a great deception that these people are going to buy into. And I watch these TV shows. Boy, these people eat that stuff Oh, up. yeah. They are primed. Boy, they are ready. Oh, these yeah. Shows, <laughs> the well, world think is about ready, it. guys. What's their alternative here, Bob? What mm-hmm. kind of leadership are they seeing here? I mean, they're, there's no one here that they, they know it's going to save them. I mean, so, I mean, th- those people are eating it up because they're like, if we could just get somebody outside of this world to come here and help us, they would be, we'd be better off than anybody that's actually leading us right now. All right. And that's what the Bible says. Uh, who is like the beast who can make war with the beast? Yeah. Because you're not like the beast. This beast kingdom is going to be a Nephilim kingdom. It's going to be, you know, you humans, Try to do, try to run the government and run your worlds for all this time. But now, once you try a celestial civilization, let us come down here and mix you know, iron with clay. Okay, let's mix oh, it all together. You know, for that's the final. What I was going to say, Bob. Yeah, uh, it, it brings a whole new meaning to iron mixed with clay, doesn't it? Yeah. So you got the fallen angels mixed with humans once again. And here's the other thing, too. You guys hear from uh, – this is kind of weird. I know a lot about this. Maybe someone want to comment. But Israel just acquired the control of Nimrod's body, his remains. Okay, oh, yeah? Nimrod, some other country had control, but Israel just took control of his remains. First of all, why is he not buried somewhere? Right. And why is he – why is his body being protected? Good question. Because he was the Antichrist back then for the sure. Tower of Babel. He was the Antichrist. Okay. Yeah, he went up against uh he went up he went up against um Abraham, didn't he? Yeah. I mean this this guy was not a good guy and he was there at the at Babel. Remember they, they lived they they lived pretty long during that period of time. I mean, up till just about to, to that point. I mean, of course, he had changed too. It said he became a mighty man, didn't it? So, I mean, there was some kind of change that went on in him as well. The question, I think a lot of people, from what I've heard, it, like some people believe that he was like, you know, basically experimented on or changed into a Nephilim. Um, I, obviously, we don't necessarily, we weren't there. We don't know. But I mean, you certainly can't pat, put it past the fallen angels to do things like that, can you, Bob? I mean, right. the, 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 they're experimenting on things all the time. Right. He was a he he had the spirit of Antichrist way back then. Mm-hmm. He once was, now is not, but is to come. Right. So yeah. Revelation seventeen eleven through right. thirteen. He had a head wound and was healed. Right. Okay. Yeah, I got to study more into that. But I mean, there's a question here from uh, yeah, sorry. He says, Why are we born in this corrupted body? Mm. You want to answer that one, Kevin? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're born into this corrupted body because that, I mean, well, on a general level, that's God's plan <laughs> was that we, 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 He made everything good 
and that evil came into the world via Satan and sin came into the world. And then from there on, uh, man was born into corruption. But but there's a reason for that. And and the reason for that is is Jesus (laughs) is so that if we weren't born into a corrupted body and had no sin, there would be ever no ever need for Jesus whatsoever. I mean, uh, and that is not that was not God's plan. God's plan was is is to have people um, who love Him and who who worship Him, and uh, He He basically set this plan in motion long ago. So we, we are born into this corrupted body. We don't have a say into that matter because sin entered the world uh, th- through through Satan and then through Eve and Adam, and we are born into that sin. And since we know that we're born into that sin, we can't be uh, ignorant of that. And we went over that last week, Greg, that passage that says, you know, there is no excuse. So you are in need of of redemption. You are in need of of a savior. And here's the other part, too. We we go through this this sinful nature in our in our bodies for decades. I mean, some people live until they're over 100 years old in a sinful body. How much more awesome is it going to be to live in eternity without sin for the, and I've said this thing as well as like people who are, who, who live longer are going to have even more appreciation for those who live a shorter period of time because they're going to be like, yes, I was in that sinful body for so long. And yet over, over the span of eternity, which is forever, by the way, um, we are not going to have any pain for that period of time. And that this period of time that we're in, is just it's just a minuscule it's a tiny period of that whole thing and that th- these current tribulations that we have this current sinful nature that we have is going to pale in comparison to what we uh what's designed for us in the future mm, well said good job mm. count it all joy that 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 god had this plan the way it is we are going to appreciate our sinful, our sinless bodies. Mm-hmm. No, I will. <laughs> we are going to appreciate no corruption. We are going to appreciate shedding off corruption and corruptible and putting on incorruption. We long for that day. Amen. I mean, Amen. If, we were, if, if we were never corrupted in the first place, we wouldn't have anything to long for. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I thank God for this. I, I, and I, and I thank God for actually allowing me to understand what sin is and that I need a, re- a redeemer. Amen. And I thank God for sending his son because without him, we, we're, 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 you don't get that sin, sinless nature in the future. You, all you get is damnation. And if you have the spirit of God on you and you believe in Jesus Christ, there is no condemnation. Right. Bible says Romans four twenty four. but for us to whom it shall be, shall be imputed. All right, the righteousness of God, the Holy Spirit, is imputed into us if we believe on him that raised up Jesus, our Lord, from the dead. Okay, Romans 4, 24. So, yeah, that's a, it's all the work. That, that's, all, that's all the work that is done by our heavenly Savior, by our God the Father in heaven. Uh, we talked about Colossians last week, 2, 12, where it says, Buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation. Of God, who hath raised him from the dead. Okay, the operation. We have faith in the operation. Not definitely not in ourselves. 
definitely not in our own works. Definitely, definitely not in your ability to stay away from sin. Okay. We do know that it does play a balance in your heavenly rewards, but you will be saved through fire, the Bible says. You could build on the foundation of Christ with wood, hand, stubble, or mm. you could focus on uh, gold, uh, silver, precious stones. I like okay. those. Yeah, I like that word too. But, <laughs> you know, let's face it, I have wood, hay, and stubble in my life too. That's going to be sure. You know, a bunch of it. But uh, that's going to be tried by fire. All of our works are going to be tried by fire. Yeah. Okay. I want to get this question here from uh, Rocky Shepherd. You have but, but what, what, one more thing, Bob, about that. It's like, yeah. but doesn't that all point to just like God's majesty and mercy and grace? Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's what it all points to, uh, Greg. That That's, that, that's. I mean, yes, so that he can dwell with us as well. That's the redemption nature of this whole thing. But I mean, but all, but obviously all this points back to, to God himself mm-hmm. and that he's merciful and graceful and that his majesty is amazing and that he provides the, this sacrifice and this free gift. I mean, it just shows how loving and amazing God is. Like mm-hmm. God is always professing his majesty in everything. Amen. Yeah, and it ties right into what you were just answering before, Kevin. You know, without any of the sin, how are we going to know that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, of course, there's the perfection, there's the fall, of course, but uh, we had to we had to know what sin was first. Uh, Amen. It's kind of a testing ground. And I, that's I what the that. and that's what God did by separating His people um, uh, from other people and setting these yeah. laws and saying, "This is you know, this is my law." Yep. You know. Yeah. Because what it does is it shows you what, uh, you know, you know that you cannot live up to that. It shows you what sin is and that you need a Redeemer. Amen. It says here, are there 144 Jews ready to share the gospel? So basically the Bible says that they are sealed, all right? They are sealed during the tribulation period. They are sealed, all right? 12,000 from each tribe. Okay, now who are these people? There are a lot of different interpretations to them. I've given my interpretation. I think these are going to be people who are brought back to life. Those those uh, male children that were killed because Herod freaked out and had every child killed two age of two age two years old and under. But I also seen um, Dustin did a video where he explains one hundred forty four thousand, and these are going to be regular men who have never. They're going to be virgins, twelve thousand mm-hmm. from each tribe. And they are actually not going to be raptured. They are actually martyred. You guys mm. watch that video they did? Mm. Kind of laid it out? Right. Uh, I saw that video. And, yeah, it, it, we'll have to get into this in another yeah. uptime, too, because it's very interesting because some some people think that, especially the rightly dividing crowd, is that the 144,000 are the ones uh, who are getting uh, caught up during that period, right. uh, yeah. you know, are being who are the ones who die, Right. And right. then are are brought up uh, three and a half. What is it? Three and a half days, right? Later. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Revelation. No, it's amazing. There, there are so many different interpretations of of who the hundred and forty four thousand are and what their you know destiny is and what they're going to have to go through, what they're not going to have to go through, if they're going to be raptured, if they're going to be martyred. It's pretty amazing that uh, uh, about all the different things that people think. But one thing is for sure is that these 144,000 are going to be very powerful witnesses during the tribulation. And I think we can all agree on that. Yes. And I used the wrong terminology. Ascend, not caught up. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's a different different word, Craig. (laughs) Yes. 
Very important. All right. Should we move uh, one more or do two sure. more? Let's right. see. Okay. Go ahead. He says, I have a question. Bob, I watched your videos. I watched your video of, of yours a few weeks ago about our dogs. Here we go. Here we are, Kevin. Our dogs yeah. being go, our dogs going to heaven. We have a lot of people that watch the show and watch uptime. Our dog lovers. I'm a big dog lover. I got five of them. True. You know, I got a new little bulldog. She's a handful. Man. Does not like it when I leave a room. <laughs> Doesn't <laughs> like it. But uh, she lets me know, too, but she's adorable. But you know what? You know, the Bible doesn't say what's going to happen to all the animals, okay? If you go by the uh, the fact that, there, there, well, there was a picture of saving the animals in the ark, all right? Mm-hmm. The, these are animals two by two. God saved, you know. He did that for reasons because all the animals would have died. So I understood that. But is that a picture of animals going with us, okay? I think this is something where our Heavenly Father just says, you know what? I know this makes you happy. Why not? I can have your your pet in heaven with you. Why not? You know, if I if that's what my son wanted, I you know I I can do that. I, you want to bring your dog to my house? You know, well, he lives in my house. But if you if this is your dog. You wanna you wanna get this dog? Fine. You know. So I believe um, it's not in the Bible, but I just believe that you know if you love your animals so much, he, that that God God will probably make provisions. And worst case scenario. Uh, in the new earth, uh, I believe all the animals will be resurrected. Maybe their souls go down to the center of the earth and they wait there. And then they're resurrected with the new earth. And then at that point, you are reunited with them or you're reunited with them at the millennial reign. Because let's face it, you know, there's going to be a lot, of, you know, a lot of expired space around here that needs to be filled. A lot of animals need to be brought back to life. That's a, well, What do you guys think? I think that if you love your pet, you can keep your pet. Your pet. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've been over this one before, too. Yeah, yeah that's what I think. Uh, I, I, I leave it to God on, on that. Um, I'm, I'm actually less focused on pets and animals than I am on people right now. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that that's got to be our, our, you know, our common goal um, is to reach as many people as we can. Um, but, I mean, that's not to diminish that pets what pets do for people um but i mean god's a loving god uh of course i mean there of course there's going to be animals uh later on because it talks about how the uh you know the the wolf's going to lay down with the 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 lamb and stuff like that and 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 the lion's not going to you know basically hurt people and stuff so and we we also know that i mean we're going to be riding down on horses uh when uh, at the second coming so i mean there's definitely animals so um god's going to create a new heaven and a new earth i i have a feeling that we're not gonna we're not gonna lack for anything let's put it that Amen. way here's one if luke is speaking to the church why does it say to pray to be worthy was it why does it say to pray to be worthy to escape you want to take a shot at this kevin uh, Luke said that. Is that true? Well, no, on, Bible, a, pray, pray that you're worthy it's, to it's escape. Jesus now, said way, it. Yeah. Way I kind of look at this is that uh, pray that you're worthy to escape these things. What What is Jesus warning them that they're going to escape from? Are they, are they going to? He's warning them that they're going to escape from the mm-hmm. abomination of desolation. And how do they escape? They escape by running to the mountains. They flee to Israel. Okay. 
Yeah, all it says always be on the watch and pray that you may be able to escape all that is about to happen that you may be able to stand for the Son of Man. Um, yeah, and right, and and I mean, the, escape all these things that shall come to pass. I mean, Jesus was is talking about all these lying signs and wonders and and the tribulation and all kinds of things that are going to come upon the people, uh, unlike any other time in history. And, and so, I mean, ultimately, uh, you know, the, who, who is worthy uh, to, to open the seals? Jesus himself is the only one who's worthy. So watch ye therefore and pray always that you, you may be accounted worthy. Accounted worthy. Who makes you a person accounted worthy? Jesus, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ is the only one that can actually make someone accountable as worthy is that they believe in Jesus Christ, that they've accepted the free gift from God, and that you can escape all of those things that, that are coming, escape not only the things during the tribulation, but escape uh, the lake of fire, <laughs> and, and that you can stand before the Son of Man and be, account, and be found worthy to be able to have eternal life. But the, but you yourself in a in a person aren't able to do that. You're done. You're accounted worthy via grace through your faith in Jesus Christ. You point to Jesus Christ and you say He is worthy. Right. And Bob, are they? Is she? Is he speaking directly to the body of Christ here? No, he's not speaking to the body of Christ. Speaking to the Jews here. But the thing is, so pray that you're accounted worthy. We are worthy once we are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Amen. So this, the, there, there's truth in there. We are not worthy until we're sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. You can't make it to heaven without the Holy Spirit. You can't be changed from the inside out without the Holy Spirit as laid out in Romans 8, 10, and 11. Okay? Right. You need the indwelling Holy Spirit. But here, so the, the, there's a message here for the church. Okay, that's what the whole Bible, the whole Bible is for us, but parts of the Bible are directly written to us, which is Romans through Philemon. Okay, but I could take wisdom from anywhere in the Bible because there's pictures of the rapture everywhere. Okay, just like Jesus lays out here. Here I'm thinking myself to the Jews specifically, either one, if this means that I pray that you escape. Okay, one, you can escape to the, you know, when they flee Jerusalem. To the wilderness. Mm-hmm. Desolation. Wilderness. They flee, mm-hmm. and they are, taking, they are taken care of by angels for three and a half years during the tribulation. So you escaped all these things. Okay, now what makes you worthy to escape? Well, if you don't have the indwelling Holy Spirit, you won't be able to see it coming. Okay, these people that are saved during this time, because there are people coming to Jesus during the tribulation, and... By having that Holy Spirit, they will be able to see the abomination of desolation coming. And they are worthy because they are saved through the Holy Spirit. And at that point, they say, hey, abomination, I have Jesus within me. Abomination is about to take place. Abomination desolation. Let's get out of here. Okay, I can see it coming. Let's get out of here. These other folks over here, they don't believe in Jesus Christ. They're talking about the other Jews. They don't believe. Right. So they're going to stay here and not escape. But you got to look at the, you got to look at the context too of what he's what he's saying right before that in verse thirty four and thirty five. You should bring that up, Greg, because it says, "And take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged 
with surfeiting and drunkenness and the cares of this life so that the day come upon you unawares. For as a snare, it shall come upon them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. You see, that's the context in which he's talking about. He's talking about the, the, the end times. He's talking about the end of the age of grace, basically. He's saying, if you don't, if you, if you're not looking at these things and you're just, you know, carousing around and you're not paying any attention, you're going to get caught unaware. And then you're not, you're not going to be ready. And then it's going to, and then that's when he says in verse 36, that pray that you're worthy to escape all those things, escape, not being aware. Escape not, uh, escape not being drunk. Escape not being, uh, you know, uh, you know, cognizant of what the times and the seasons that we're in. And and he's speaking to those people because guess what, Bob? They still are unaware to this day. Yeah. And that's why he's warning them and saying, "Hey, you got to wake up. You got to be aware of what time it is." And that's what we do up here in on uptime as we come in here and we say, "It's uptime. It's." You got to be aware. You got to be awake. Look what's going on. These are the signs that Jesus said it was going to happen right before the tribulation. He says these things are going to take place in the beginning of sorrows. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we're trying to to have people not be unaware so that they can be found worthy because they've accepted the Holy Spirit and understand the truth and see where we're at and see that the time is short. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Speaking of time, uh, are we short? I think we're short on time. Um, so yeah, we we're over. Again. We're over time. We may have to. We may have to rename this uh, this, this channel and rename the, the program. Overtime. Um, so yeah, no, this was great, guys. Uh, again, great stuff. Really chock full of uh, real meat. You know. I mean, we're not people come on here. We're not we're not uh, milk feeding some of these people. No. So we do encourage everyone to come, you know, to read your word. Um, you know, don't take our word for it. Actually, get into the word, get into scripture. Um, I'm and, telling you, Greg, uh, if you only have Bob and I with you, I mean, Bob and I are going to go are going to bounce off each other for hours. <laughs> Just period. We are going to feed off each other. We are going to roll. And we and it's going to be always up overtime. It's it's always going to be that. Believe me, overtime. Bob, Bob and I could go another hour. <laughs> Welcome yeah. to overtime. Um, you know, you know that goes back to what you're saying earlier. Greg. After the show, I'm I'm wired for the next three yeah, hours. Exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm, I, all these thoughts going through my head and like, whoa, up and overtime. And <laughs> we take questions so, so late that it starts to spur like all kinds of stuff in us, and it gets us rolling. Greg, I, I we, we do what we can. Questions earlier next time. We do. We, we, we have to take questions to take early because we always go over. <laughs> uh, I did notice that there were people in here that did need prayer. So we're going to lift those people up. Um, I thought I had marked them, but uh, marked them down. But I'm, I apologize. It looked like a number of people were were in need of prayer. So we do lift those people up to you. We don't know exactly what it is that you're dealing with, but we do lift you up right now in Jesus' name. We ask that you be healed. If it's healing that needs to be done, we ask that you be healed in the name of Jesus, even right now, this very moment. Lord, may you protect them, guide them, direct them in their paths. Lord God, help them to um, just be focused on you, Lord, and your word and uh, not the things of this world. I know we get into some um, 
you know, interesting topics here on uptime, but Lord, uh, let it not be uh, something that's going to dis, you know, uh, bring them in, a, in an area that they shouldn't be. And, and we want to encourage you. We want to encourage everyone on here. And we just, we just thank you, Father, for this time. We thank you for who you are, what you've done for us on that cross in Calvary. Lord God, and with Jesus, um, we thank you for that precious gift of salvation. So we just lift those people up to you. We'll be praying for you tonight, even after the broadcast. Thank you. All right, everyone. Um, yep. Amen. If we're, yeah, Lord willing, we'll be back next week. Bob, are you going to do another rapture resurrection report this week? Yeah, I'm working on one now. <laughs> I just got to see where the Holy Spirit leads me. I just Amen. won't throw out reports just like that. You, you know? sound so enthused. I know it's a lot of work, though. You put a lot of work into <laughs> Bob it. Bob just can't well, just throw it out. When he does it. really tired, really tired right now. It's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, I did. I mean, I, I really did enjoy your last rapture um, dream one. And I, I know there's a lot of people right now that are looking forward to the next rapture resurrection report. But just like, uh, you know, just like Ernst and Gallo, Bob will not put out a rapture report before it's time. It's it's mm-hmm. it's 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 got it's got to it's got to marinate. And uh, when the spirit leads, Bob will put one out. And I have a feeling, Bob, your next one is going to be amazing. All right. All right. Looking forward well, to thank it. Thank you. Thank God you. bless no you, brother. <laughs> God bless you all.